Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us now is the COO of the Dallas Cowboys, the great Stephen Jones. How are you doing today, Stephen? Hey, guys. Great being on. Uh, tough one for us last night, but... uh Hats off to the Saints and the crowd down there. It's always, uh, we all know, it's tough to get a win and uh, down there in the Superdome. No doubt about it. Heck of a football game. You guys lost 12-10, to 10, but uh, we're definitely in it there. At, in the end, it's just, uh, it's our job and I think the fans' job to overreact wildly today. Hmm. And so uh, we suddenly can't remember anything about the three-game win streak and are only focused on what happened last night. But in general, is there is there anything about last night that has you concerned in any way? Not really, no. I just think we've got to continue to, uh, you know, the biggest thing I think last night showed us is we've got to be a team that can thrive in a tough environment. We've got work to do there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it was obviously, a, you know, it was a hyped-up game, and, you know, as anyone who was there can tell you, it was really loud and uh, really difficult to communicate but we have to, uh, you know, if we're going to be a great football team, we've got to be able to thrive in an environment like that. And certainly we can improve in that area. I think, uh, you know, obviously the defense did a really nice job holding uh, the Saints to field goals. And, you know, albeit it was without Drew Brees, I still uh, you know, I see our defense taking big steps. And, you know, offensively we've just got to execute a little better. We got behind the chains uh, quite a bit on first down where we had some second longs, which we hadn't seen much this year. And, uh, you know, that ended up being a challenge for us. And we just weren't able to get, to, you know, into a rhythm and, and make the plays that we've been making most of the year. But uh, you also have to credit the Saints. Their defensive uh, game plan was really good and uh, really putting the brakes on Zeke and then, uh, you know, really uh, getting some pressure on Dak. And uh, obviously, you know, in an environment like that, it makes it difficult to uh, – Communicate. You're going to have some uh, some mentals in there where uh, you don't get your communication just right. Stephen, you said a lot of interesting things there that may or may not tie into the conversations we've been having this morning. But the loudness, the difficulty in communicating, you guys knowing what it's like in New Orleans, it felt like in the first half that y'all's approach offensively was different than the first three games, running a lot more on first down, some of those kinds of things. Do you feel like you guys were maybe more conservative than you have been in the first three games? You may not feel that way. And if so, did any of it tie into that environment you guys were playing in? Well, I, you know, it, it's tough for me to say, uh, you know, until we really get in there and dissect everything and, uh, you know, hear from the coaches, get ready to meet with the staff and, you know, get a feel for how they felt like the game unfolded. But, you know, anytime you go on the road like that and you're playing a you know, a tough Saints team, and you know they don't have their quarterback. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to beat yourself. And you know, I failed to mention. You know, unfortunately, we had uh, two fumbles by our, probably two of our most dependable players, and uh, you know that's just tough to overcome. When you lose that turnover battle, which we did last night, you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna win many games when you lose that particular stat, especially on the road. So, you know, we just got to go back and, uh, and do better. And, uh, get back to work and 
night. As Jason said to the team last night, we got to be able to control uh, control things better, even if it is a, a tough environment to thrive in. So uh, as, a, as somebody who's very influential in the league and, and a member of the competition committee, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not trying to lead you here and get you in any, any trouble, but I would love to get your thoughts. Uh, two pass interference calls on, on Amari Cooper, those seemed really strange to me. And, and again, not trying to get you in trouble here, but what did you make of those offensive pass interference calls? Well, whenever they go against you, they're difficult. And, uh, those guys have a tough job. I don't know uh, exactly how they're seeing it, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, when I look at it, you question it a little bit, and uh, you think was that is, uh, you know, to the level that it needs to be to draw the flag. But obviously, the official thought it was, and uh, you know, you got to live with those. I'm sure they had some calls on them last night that uh, they weren't thrilled with either. And uh, you know, you just got to overcome any of these things that uh, you think you know, may set you back a little. That's part of part of the game that we play. It's not always going to be perfect have some calls that go for you, calls that go against you. I know those officials are doing the very best job they can. And, uh, you know, hats off to them because they, they do have a difficult job. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, not a, a, it's not for us to you know, lay blame on a loss or uh, lack of success on, uh, on the officials. Talking to Stephen Jones here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. A uh, lot of things to be excited about with that defense. It's two games, but Quinn looks phenomenal, uh, and it kind of makes us wonder, how do you get a guy like that for the money y'all paid in a six-round pick? Is he exceeding early expectations, or is this what you guys expected out of him? Well, this, you, know, you were hoping for some level of this, obviously, but he's certainly brought his A game, and uh, he's making a huge difference out there. I think he got another sack called back, and uh, he's really uh, you know, a, a difference maker for us, and certainly that's why we paid him. Uh, you know, as we all know, we got another one on our team in D-Law, who's uh, a premier pass rusher and makes quite a quite a bit more money. But if uh, Quinn keeps paying, uh, playing like this, then uh, we'll have our hands full contractually with him. No doubt. Uh, and I've, I've wondered about that. I mean, we've talked about the limited amount of pie, and uh, certainly we, we don't have updates on a couple of those contracts, but would there potentially be enough pie if you wanted to keep Robert Quinn around? Well, you just have to wait and see uh, where things fall. And, uh, it's very difficult to, you know, middle of the season right now to really uh, see where things are. Uh, you really want to see the, the full body of work. But I can tell you since the day Quinn walked in the door, he's been nothing but exceed expectations both on and off the field. His professionalism, he's a complete pro, the way he uh, handles himself. He's very well respected by the team. You know, it's just turned out to be a – you know, a great pickup by us. And Will and our pro department, Alex Loomis, did a great job of uh, getting us in the mix on that one. And uh, I'm certainly uh, glad we have him. And, you know, as I said last week, I think this defense is only going to get better with time. And uh, as they play together more and, uh, you know, they, they get uh, their cadence down, I, I think they're only going to get better. It's a talented group out there. And look forward to, you know, good, more good things to come from that unit. Steven, did you like maybe midway in the fourth quarter lean over to Jerry and your brother and go, where the hell's Tony Pollard, man? I thought we were going to have this rookie doing awesome stuff in this game. We, wait, was it was that a thing too, or knowing the environment, maybe more hesitant to throw a rookie out there in that mix? What happened with him last night? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, again, you got to give credit to the Saints. They held the ball, I think, for over 36 minutes, and so we had a limited amount of 
I know at the end of the third quarter, I over Jerry and said, look, we only had the ball one time, which was a touchdown. But, uh, you know, Saints controlled the ball, and, uh, you know, we were able to hold them to field goals, but they had some time-consuming drives for field goals. And, you know, we really had a limited number of opportunities to execute and, and make plays out there. And, you know, had a 12 to 10 game that moved pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, both sides made up a lot of clock on the drive. So, you know, there just weren't the number of opportunities that you might normally see in the game. But I, I know our coaches, I'm, you know, we've talked in meetings. I know they'd be very comfortable in Pollard in, in any type of situation. He's ready to go with, you know, his time and his touches have come. So in terms of the injury front, we were obviously concerned about Tyron and uh, then Demarcus Lawrence, I think, got a little banged up and Xavier Woods. What can you tell us about the health of those three guys and any others that are maybe of a concern? Really, it's early. They're just getting in and out of MRIs out there and we don't really know a whole lot other than we do know, you know Tyron's probably got a, uh, you know, he's probably got a high angle and then Avon Frazier's got a, uh, a word that he's got some sort of tech uh, uh, injury that we'll have to deal with, and then uh, uh, D. Law, we think, uh, you know, I think it's not his uh, shoulder he just rehabbed, but his other shoulder he tweaked a little. But uh, hopefully, that's not going to be an issue. Not to pry on your personal life here, Stephen, but I'm very curious what you were doing on Saturday night because I'm sure you saw the magical social media video of your dad like the Pied Piper leading all of Bourbon Street. Him and Rosie just had a throng of people following him everywhere he went. Were you anywhere near him as that magic was happening? Yeah, we had a little birthday. My brother turned 50 uh, over the weekend, so we had a little birthday party down there for him and had a nice evening with uh, uh, with, uh, with our family. And uh, when Jerry was trying to make his move from the restaurant back to the car, it caused quite a stir. As you know, we had a lot of... Cowboy fans down there, of course, a lot of football fans in general, and great atmosphere. So he's out there on Bourbon Street with, uh, I didn't see an elite SEAL team force around him. I only saw Rosie, and Rosie is a bad dude, no question about that. But uh, is that is, is Rosie enough security for old Jerry out there just uh, in the, on Bourbon Street? Can he handle it all by himself? Well, you know, uh, the group down there uh, historically has been so friendly, and, uh, you know, you don't really – don't really need security. I mean, everybody's there, in a, you know, in a good, good place and a good mood, and you know, everybody's friendly. So uh, I think we were in. I think Jerry was in good shape. You know, you, it brings up an interesting point too, because I don't know. Maybe you're accustomed to this. I don't recall ever seeing at least video of your dad in the opponent city with all the people chanting his name. It was it was like a beetle showed up or something. There was people chanting your dad's name. Is that? Is that normal? Have you witnessed this sort of uh, behavior before? Not really, but there were a lot of Cowboy fans on Bourbon Street. Obviously, the Saints fans are more uh, locals there, and uh, they've been there and done that. So that, uh, you know, that uh, Bourbon Street uh, Street uh, the other night was predominantly uh, uh, Cowboy fans visiting for the game. So it was an easy situation, and uh, like we said, had a good celebration for my brother uh, who turned 50, and it was a good evening. So, you know, we I have two brothers, and I think as we get older, we don't really buy each other presents for our birthdays. We do stuff for each other's kids or, or things like that. Do you do you get your brother a, a present? Do you get him a card? Do you just put him in a headlock, give him a wedgie? I mean, what do you what do you do to say happy birthday to your 50-year-old brother? Well, well I roasted him pretty good with a toast that night, and I had a little fun with him. 
and uh, told some other stories on him. I'm sure he didn't appreciate. But uh, of course, we've got wonderful wives, both of us, and uh, those wives usually take care of us, especially the big birthdays, like the, the 50s and the 55s and the 45s. The, the bigger ones uh, will splurge and get each other a little something. Man, I am just dying to be like a Jones cousin for a day. Next time you guys have a big <laughs> gathering, can me and Ben yeah. tag along and pretend like we're from Arkansas? Uh, absolutely. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Love to have you guys. Hey, we'll change our name to Jones. I mean, people already think <laughs> you guys feed us our lines anyways. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're not criticizing them because the Joneses will fire you. <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess they found us out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for the time. We always enjoy these visits. And, hey, win or lose, you're always here answering all the questions. We really appreciate it, Stephen. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great week. All right, there you go, Stephen Boom. Jones. Hey, Ben and Skin Jones. I love it. I like it. I'll go by Ben Jones. I'll go by Skin Jones. Let's do this. KT Jones? Shippy Jones? Yeah, for sure. All right. I like, yeah. I like Tizzle Jones. Look, if we can do this, if, <laughs> if we can do this I'm pretty sure we can get on that yacht. Oh my God! Yeah, oh, I mean, let's do that, dude. I would. I want to get on the helicopter, dude. I'd love to land the helicopter on the yacht. Yeah. Do you realize how baller that would be if I the four of us oh, yeah. got out of that helicopter? I, I think there's four helipads. We could each have our own <laughs> helicopter. Sure. Simultaneous then, landings uh, in unison. But I do love hearing about uh, their birthday parties and stuff. The Jones family. It's a tight knit family, man. That they, is the most surreal video I've ever. Well, that's not true, but that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Is the guy is walking and Jerry's behind him. There is just a throng of people chanting Jerry behind him. It's so ridiculous. And Love Rosie it. and one security guy. I, I, and, I, that's what I thought was strange. I thought there could have been like oh, dude, 10 guys. It would Rosie. look like a John Woo movie. He'd be throwing <laughs> people out of the way. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, oh, my God. There's seven of him. What's going on? Yeah. I do. God, that's, it's like a Springer show broke out, but it's better than that. <laughs> that's so great. Uh, thank you to Stephen Jones for jumping on with us. Always a pleasure. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.